0: Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. Three of the four boys here today. I know we couldn't get Kyle, but there's three of us. I think you'll be. You'll, I think you'll fucking be okay. It's Rusty Ellis, Alex Thacker. We just call him Thacker, and Matt Beck joining us after not being on the Rainbow Six Extraction episode. He decided to disappoint us that day, but he didn't disappoint us with this one. As Nintendo released a game, and our favorite Nintendo shill decided to join. Wow. I'm just kidding, Matt. I'm, I'm playing, bro. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's but all good. No. Fun uh big nintendo release though pokemon legends Arceus. pretty sure that's how it's pronounced i've heard it both ways and and for some reason just nobody on the internet likes to agree that's just kind of the internet in 2022 nobody likes to agree on anything uh big big release though it's been billed as the i guess pun intended the evolution of pokemon games as we know them a lot of people have called it pokemon breath of the wild obviously obviously a joke there with legend of zelda breath of the wild Uh, after playing this game for as long as all three of us have, I think that the one thing we can all agree on when it comes to this game is that, well, one, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about with this game. A lot of things that are done differently. A lot of things that are maybe not as, maybe you're not done quite as old school Pokemon fans remember them or know them as, uh... I think that we can all agree, though, this is a really, really good game, potentially a great game, but it's got some nagging flaws. So before we get deep into those, let's kind of talk about our first impressions. Let's talk a little bit about what jumped out at us first in this game. Matt, like I said, you're the big Nintendo fan here, so I'll let you start. I know we never let you go first in these episodes anyways. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, (laughs) So Matt let tell me what was one of kind of the first things that stuck out to this game uh good or bad for you
1: uh, so if i want to start off with the good things right quick um i'll say having a storyline opening up with the way that pokemon legends did um i was kind of into it at first like this whole time traveling mechanic thing going on and like um RC is talking to you. They're just kind of like, oh, man, God's talking to me. This is so cool. And then – kind of trippy,
0: just, right? A little bit trippy. It right? was pretty <laughs>
1: trippy. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, you're just waking up on a beach, meeting the professor. You're catching uh, – helping him catch the, uh, the starters that you get to pick out in this game. And then you get introduced into the hub world, which is uh, this game's version of Jubilife City – so if anyone's played Diamond and Pearl, then you know Jubilee City.
0: I feel like an idiot. I didn't even fucking notice that. I feel like an <laughs> idiot.
1: <laughs> Just remember, everywhere you go in this game is literally almost a one-to-one uh, map make of Sinnoh, as we know it from Diamond yeah. and Pearl. Which, yeah, it is. which yeah. I love the attention to detail in this game, all the way from like Snowpoint Temple... Um, Eterna for, uh, yeah, eternal forest. I can't, I don't know. Probably didn't say that right. I butchered that word. Eternal forest. Um, well, we're
0: all a bunch of degenerates, so I don't think it matters. I, I,
1: And even down to the fact that a lot of the characters you meet in this game are pretty much ancestors to characters from Diamond and Pearl. But I also noticed a good number of characters who had uh, ancestry to characters from even black and white. So I was like, hey, Game Freak, hint, hint, at a Gen 5 remake. Just don't let the people who did uh, Diamond and Pearl do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's cold. We actually want to see that. But now what really stuck out to me in the negatives, Game Freak. You have one of the biggest selling IPs in the world. You have Pokemon. You are literally making billions of dollars like on this franchise every year. But the laziness, like, it's just unfortunate the fact that this this open world could be so beautiful, could be fully realized. We've seen it done with game uh, fan made games, and it's just upgrade your engine. Like, it's it's a great concept. I love what you're doing here. But like the trees are terrible. Like, they almost have absolutely no foliage to them. And then the water looks like PlayStation 2 water. Like, I really hate comparing that. Like, I'm just saying... fisher so
2: PlayStation that. 1 lava.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm just saying, like, um, off in the distance, like, we t- we touched on this. The draw distance is so bad. Like, say if there's, like, a flying-type Pokemon, like Staravia, off in the background, it's literally going at two frames a second. It's wings up, wings down, wings up, wings down, and it looks so, so bad, and there's absolutely no textures. The Pokemon look plastic. They don't look alive. Like, some of these Pokemon, they're supposed to have fur. They don't look like they have fur. They look like they're literally made out of Legos, like plastic pieces. And I just really want to see Gay Freak take a, get a, get a budget going on here like i get maybe you're pressed for time because po- pokemon being the franchise that it is you're probably on a deadline because you have to meet up with certain specifics with that the pokemon company once like um the anime like game freak you don't delay your games you've never delayed a pokemon game and i think maybe it's time to start doing that
0: i want to point this out because you brought up an interesting point real quick uh not only does game game freak doesn't just have access to a a One of the biggest franchises in the world, they have access to literally the biggest franchise in the world. Pokemon is is the is the highest grossing franchise in entertainment. Period, you know, and that includes you know you look at like Marvel Studios and Disney, like it they Pokemon grosses more than either of them. Careful like that's Disney
2: might try to go by pokemon.
0: Uh, not a chance of that happening in hell anyways. <laughs> uh but I, I, I we'll talk more about laziness cuz there is more to talk about on that front and I know that we all three have different things we want to talk about in that regard. Uh Thacker what about you though? Like what stuck out because obviously for all the negatives Matt did just mention, there are positives and I think that it starts with the mechanics.
2: And that's actually the thing. These mechanics brought something different that jumped out immediately to me, right? But just between the moves, not only being able to stick with your traditional move style, but also being able to have these new mechanics such as agile style and strong style. Those two small details in the move mechanics was beautiful, along with actually having a move library instead of just having the flat out yeah pokemon levels up they get a move you can either use it or not you actually get a library for your move so when it learns a move if you don't want to use it you can go back and use it when you want to
0: yeah instead of it being kind of that use it or lose it kind of style right
2: exactly yeah one of the other things evolutions. we all know pokemon games have been out for 23 years And it is something incredible to now actually be able to choose when your Pokemon evolves. Instead Mm -hmm. of, hey, you hit this level, your Pokemon wants to evolve. Press B to cancel it. Now you actually get to full-on choose when it evolves. And with that, I found something interesting. Some of the Pokemon that you need to trade for leveling up and evolving, they added an item so you don't have to now. You now just have to use a link cable item to evolve these pokemon which brought something beautiful into it because now you can actually play the game fully complete the pokedex and not have to rely on oh well i have to trade my pokemon which might be 100 iv to somebody random or to my friend who might or might not screw me over i'll be
0: honest i had Um, no idea that was even an item i gotta be honest
2: yeah like it, it was something interesting that i found out and the second i did i was like oh i gotta try this so First and foremost, I took my Alpha Machoke and threw it with the link cable, and I got the Alpha Machamp, and that thing is massive.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm talking about Swole. oh Swole. <laughs> but finally, like one of the biggest things that popped out to me were the Shinies. We got it kind of in Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee, but we, it got brought back to Pokemon are actually shiny in the wild, and you can see them being shiny. Right, We still get the animation, the stars and everything when they are shiny, but now we actually get to find them shiny. So for those who are shiny hunters, have fun. At the same time, pay attention to your outbreak zones because those are actually going to help you a lot more. Negative things that that stood out were, like Matt pointed out, some of the graphics. But for furthermost, um, just the fact that this game is heavy story-based but they throw in one too many tutorials for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel that.
2: And just to touch up on something that Matt just added, by the way, um, one of the ancestors that you uh, touched up on from Black and White. Yeah. That's actually not an ancestor, Matt. Ingo is actually another time traveler who is from the subway station from when you fight him in um, Black and White. You're yeah, right. right. I didn't even yeah, think um, about that. You're right. He yeah, mentions if that. You, if you notice, he's got the same moves and everything, the pointing yeah. the finger at you with the pointing mm-hmm. down. It's the same character. Go back and look at some of the screenshots of black and white with his fight. He's having the same poses. I should
1: have known that. I put hundreds of hours in black and white originally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, Rusty, what about you, man? What stood out the most to you, dude? You know, I will
0: say... Uh, I've probably of the three of us, I've been the most critical, we'll say, of this game because, I, I, first of all, I think it, it's worth pointing out. I love Pokemon. If you got your bingo cards and you've got Rusty about to mention his EV tattoos on there, get ready because you're about to fill that space <laughs> up.
2: Um, you're not the only one with Pokemon tattoos. <laughs> I got you too.
0: But like, but that's the thing is like I have five Pokemon tattoos and I love Pokemon. My the biggest negatives is. I wish that they would take a few more risks. I'll get specifically into that later in this episode. We're going to talk about that more, about kind of what risks we'd like to see them take moving forward. Um, I've said that my opinion overall in this game is that it's, and I think that there are a lot of people that think this as well, it, it, it's really good. It's a good first draft. So, like, think mm-hmm. back to when you're in school, you're writing an essay for class. You know, your first draft is never really your best work, at least for me as someone who I love writing. It never was my best work that's kind of the same thing here it. it's it's kind of the same thing here where it's I feel like maybe if you know Matt mentioned you know pushing this game back what if you'd push this game back to maybe may yeah and maybe worked on it a little bit more it would have been more polished would have been you know ready and maybe we wouldn't have some of the negative feelings that we have about it so uh, for me the biggest negative has got to be the performance. Um, yeah. obviously the Switch is not the most powerful machine you compare it to you know, the PS5, the Series SX really honestly you could compare it to a base PS4 and a base Xbox One and both of those machines are still way more powerful than the Switch but it can handle better than this I mean we've seen good looking games on the Switch we've seen the Witcher 3, we've seen the new Doom games Metroid Dread was a very good looking game Pokemon Sword yeah. and Shield, for the most part, looked good. Like, there have been good-looking games on the Switch. This is not one of them. No. Which is why I've said that if you're one of those people that is calling this Pokemon Breath of the Wild, I feel like that's almost a slight to Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild looked a lot better than this. It did, And yeah. Breath of the Wild was a lot earlier in the Switch's lifespan like
1: that, was, all, that was also a, a Wii U game. Yeah,
2: it's it a Wii, Wii U game. It's a Wii U Which game. Exactly, I man. I have a question on that. Okay, what? So, Matt, you have an OLED. I do. Rusty, do you have one? I do not. Okay. Mine is a normal... So, my,
0: well, mine's a version 2 Switch. It's not like the original one that was released. It was the improved one with the better battery life and all that. That's yeah.
2: what mine is. So, Rusty and I don't have an OLED. Matt, you do. And I know the graphics on that are better. Even... Yeah. Deal. would you say this look the same way as it does on my switch so i'm going to say this um
1: it, graphics are not better that is a misconception the switch oled is literally no more uh has no more capabilities graphically than a uh, original switch in the main um, thing that is brighter thing. Isn't it mainly just it that is, it's brighter or am i wrong yes it, it's the fact that it is brighter um the like the colors pop more that's okay. really what that's really Program. all I can tell you. Is It's brighter, the colors pop more, and everything just looks more crisp and clear. That's okay. it. Graphically, performance-wise, no, there is no difference.
0: Yeah, so my biggest thing that I want to point out graphically, and I know we joked about this beforehand, mm-hmm. I'm going to reference one of my favorite YouTubers, Beat'em Ups, here. Uh, in his <laughs> video, he talks about how, like, if you want to see something bad, take your character in this game and, like, take a couple steps into, like, a pond or something, yeah. and the outline of your character starts just freaking out and going crazy. The outline, like, around the sides of your character, it just starts freaking out and glitching and going all buggy, and it's just, it's one of those things where, how in 2022 does this still happen? Especially, again, we mentioned, you have, if you're, if you are game freak, you literally have access to what should be a damn near unlimited budget. Like yeah. Nintendo would probably give you whatever you wanted to, to get this done. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know how that happens, but I don't want to just rag on the game. So one thing I will say, and I think Matt, you may have alluded to it a little bit, um, mm-hmm. the difference in catching Pokemon in this time around. I like this a lot more than normal. Yeah. Um, it, it, it feels like this is actually how Pokemon is done in the anime where you see them out in the wild, you can sneak up on them, you can just throw the ball at them and try to catch them. You can battle them and try to weaken them. And maybe for al- and for Alpha Pokemon, you have to do that. You have to weaken them first. Yeah. yeah. But it, I like that you could literally, if you wanted to, if you see a Pokemon, if you can get to it before it aggroes, you can literally just chuck a ball at it. Yeah, and honest I, to God... I to touch upon. Honest to God, okay. and I'll, I'll, I'll let you... I'll kind of let you touch on what you wanted to touch on there, Matt. But okay. I found it funny how... That for me worked almost just as often as sneaking up on them did. <laughs> like yeah. I'd run out, a run up on them, just throw the ball real quick before they aggroed, and it would catch them. It's kind of funny in that aspect. But Matt, I know you wanted to elaborate on something. Going ahead.
1: Well, um as far as the Pokemon on the wall goes, I just want to elaborate on a couple of things. Um the characteristics of the Pokemon, now I can fully understand like the future of Pokemon is we are never going to have a full Pokedex. Like, you know, we're not gonna have like over nine hundred Pokemon in a single game. Like those those days are over with. Um, but it is giving them more time to work on animations, which was touched upon in Sword and Shield as Game Freak gave the reason as to why. They were cutting out so many different Pokemon from the uh, Sword and Shield decks, and I didn't really see that much work put into it outside of the uh, the camping. But in this game, I feel like that this is where they were really touching upon animations because certain Pokemon actually react to the trainer. Like I think that their hearing is way too good, but look, we have items that can fix that. Um, I love that oh. some Pokemon will react to seeing you and they'll run away. Which is actually kind of very based off of which Pokemon are, matches their characteristics. Um, they even tend to mention the Pokemon called Glam is very timid around humans. So if it, you know, feels like it's around, they'll run away. Um, another one I want to touch upon is Murkrow. Murkrow is basically a. a um, a Pokemon that is, you know, always with a bunch of other Murkrow. And I feel like what's really cool is when one detects you, it actually calls for others and they all basically will start swarming you. Um, Some of the other animations I've seen from some Pokemon are just kind of, they're just walking around, not really doing much. Uh, The steel, they'll be like rolling around on the beach, which is very much what what they do based off of like Pokedex entries from previous games. So there's some things here that's really cool. Some things are not. One thing that I think is really weird is sometimes a Pokemon can just jump up into a tree. I've seen this happen, and I was like, wait, what?
0: It happened um, to me with my giant Rapidash, Matt. Happened to yeah, me with my, my giant Rapidash. Jumped up in a tree, yeah. and yeah. for yeah. some <laughs> reason, that it, it just it just sat there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. The tree didn't catch on fire. Game Freak, yeah. what's up?
1: Um... As, uh, as far as the catching mechanics go i think what's really cool is if you do sneak up behind them and you toss a pokeball at them and it like stu- like you know it takes them by surprise you have a higher chance to catch them or sometimes it'll catch them or they'll pop out a pokeball and it you know sometimes instantly initiate a battle and then like you know you just go and take it from there um the free the free roaming around in pokemon battles is really awesome which i hope to see in gen 9 as the trainer just being able to run around and you can even stand in front of a enemy Pokemon as it's attacking yours and even take damage from it why would you do that I don't know you must really (laughs) love your little um computer generated little buddy there (laughs) and uh there's just there's some there's so many great things here I just want to see it fully realized with Gen 9 like it's the stepping stones I want Gen 9 or whatever the next Legends game whatever game Freak is planning on doing next to be the um the, the you know the the final like this is what we have been building up starting off with Sword and Shield's DLC like Frozen Tundra was a lot like this uh leading up to the the wild um the wild area and Sword and Shield like the, they're baby stepping it but they got to fully commit to this what well, you know to to this idea to this realization that we want a fully live like that feels alive Pokemon world to explore and catch these Pokemon that we all love.
0: Oh, I one hundred percent agree, man. I think that a lot mm-hmm. of this is is them kind of just like you know dipping their toes in the water and kind of testing seeing how it seeing how it feels. No, like dive all in. Go all in on something like this. Like yeah. let's that's a good transition point for our like the next part of this. Again, there are a lot of things to like about this game, and I I really don't want people to think that we hate this game because we don't. I know that all three of us have really enjoyed it. But there are some very real flaws to talk about here. We've mentioned laziness a couple times, so I feel like that's a good place to start. I'll start with what I thought was lazy. Um Did anybody else feel like they were playing kind of like a modded version of Sword and Shield? Because it feels like every asset from that game was used. Like, instead of creating new assets, it felt like every asset from Sword and Shield was reused. Character animations, environments, the trees, the fucking trees...
1: My trees with no texture, no foliage. Well, exactly, bro. I mean,
0: like, it's. it's I, I, I I sat here, I sat there, and I was like, I feel like I'm playing a modded version of Sword and Shield. And, I'm like, that's a good and bad thing because Sword and Shield, I think, is a good Pokemon game, but it, it wasn't perfect. I, I, and that just, it, again, it feels lazy. It doesn't, it feels like taking a shortcut where you don't have to. Because, again, Game Freak, you are the main developer. You're the developer for Pokemon. You're not going up against a competitor right now. You're not going up against somebody else. Like, it's it's not like Call of Duty and Battlefield from back in the day on 360 and PS3. It's not like that. You don't have that competitor. And I swear to God, somebody's going to say Digimon. And I'm going to tell him to stop, stop fucking smoking, but...
2: No, it'll be Matt saying Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> did you are the champions? Oh, my God. ah, you did not. <laughs> I will come in there and smack you one of these days. Anyways.
1: live action, bro, on a podcast. Let's go.
2: <laughs> All right, Matt, turn that camera on.
1: Bro. Ursaring, Ring, I didn't hear
2: no
0: damn bell. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> Anyways, back, back on the farm. Uh... <laughs> uh <laughs> in the pasture anyway but but for real like back on it seriously it just it feels like there's a lot of reused assets here and when they don't look good and they also look like that you've used them already like people can say what they want about the chibi style of the you know diamond and pearl remakes but at least though at least those weren't just straight reuse you know assets at least yeah, they had to yeah. recreate those lazy yeah. as they might have been for different reasons it just feels like game freak again they got lazy with that and and Thacker I I think this is a good spot to transition to you here cuz I know something else that bugged you it bugged me too and it's no. lazy as fuck so go
2: ahead guys this is a heavy story based game agreed yes 100%. Why in the world do we not still have voice acting? 23 years of Pokemon games, and you give us the heaviest story based game, and we don't have voice acting. Game Freak, come on.
1: I also want to point out one thing that I do and have an issue with about this right here. Um, game Freak, can we commit to cutscenes, please? It is 2022. You do not have to black out the screen and have text on this on the uh, on on the screen and then you know something happens even when a character just simply opens a door black box and then transitions like this is this is so lazy
0: you mean to tell me we can't animate that like for real like we can't yeah, animate like... a door opening like we can't animate and listen man we talked about the overworld and Matt I really want you to do a deep dive here on the open world okay. on the overworld because okay. y- you've had a lot to say about it but how did we feel as a whole about it really, instead of it being an open world, it's more or less a loading screen where yeah. you pick where you want to spawn instead yeah. of just going out into the world. Again, if this game is going to get called Breath of the po- Breath of the Wild Pokemon, Pokemon Breath of the Wild, it feels like a slight to Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild didn't do that. And I say if that no, as somebody that if, I've... Yeah. I've been fairly critical of, of Zelda games because I'm not a huge fan yeah. of them.
2: But Matt, like... The the game uh, feels more like Monster Hunter meets Pokemon. It's, it's Pokemon
1: match. Legends
0: Rise. It's yeah, it really, <laughs> it, it really is. It really it, is. It really, really is. But it's just... I, I Matt, I'll let you take the overworld from here. I thought that was just lazy. I was like, this isn't really even open world. This is more or less again pokemon legends rise
1: right so i'm i'm gonna to touch on upon a few things when it comes to the open world um i think that if you are going to do an open world game whether it be in the vein of breath of the wild whether it be in the vein of something like monster hunter that's in sections um that's like i just wish everything just flowed better like the loads the loading screens, it gets really annoying anytime, you know, you practically do something just to go into a different area. I mean, I like the variety in areas. Like I think I mean, you have basically swamplands, you have open, you know, um grassy plains, you have snow cat mountains of, you know, Mount Coronet, you host, you have like um a desert like area. I think a lot of that's really cool. But it's like and I'm not even going to pick upon the fact that I think it's empty. Like, yeah, occasionally Pokemon do pop up, but I mean, you're not going to walk outside and instantly see an animal as soon as you walk out. Now, I do think that the realism is there are birds everywhere. When you first walk out, you're going to see Starleys. you're going to see Star Avias, like flying mm. off, around, like flying around everywhere. And there's like a couple of other really cool areas too, like um, oh, I think it's called Cobalt Beach or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Something
0: like that. Um.
1: But, like, there's this really cool area where you go, you know, there's a volcano off in of the distance that you can swim on once you unlock um, the rideable uh, basket Legion. Um, and then you have, like, an area that's basically like a shit graveyard, which at night, ghost-type Pokemon come out, which, and again, I really think that that's cool. That at night, certain Pokemon show up, like ghost-types, and during the day, um, Pokemon, like, and you know, buck-types will pop out that sometimes you won't see at night, which... That's, you know, goes back to the whole day and night cycle that a lot of Pokemon games have done in the past. But we also have um, more
2: types at night too, which is nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I think, like,
1: you know, when you pull up the map and you see, like, the areas, and some of them are recognizable for people who play Diamond and Pearl and they recognize, you know, the, the map of, of Sinnoh. So, again, touching on that, I think that's cool. But, like, I feel like the, I feel like you're in a skybox, if anyone knows what that means. It's basically like, you know, there's lots of places you could go, but they do the whole invisible wall thing. It's like, you can't go here type of things. Nothing drives me crazier than when something does that. It's like an Assassin's Creed. When you start to do something like that, at least their explanation is you're something like the animus, which, you know, can't generate that whole, that, that area. So it's like, okay, so at least they give an explanation. But in this, it's like R.C. is just telling you, you can't come
2: out here. The heck? <laughs> that, that's a back to like Professor Oak going, You can't exactly. do that here.
1: You can't do you can't ride your bike in the Pokemon Center. What's wrong with you? <laughs> 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 um and I think like the Pokemon that pop up in the overworld where they do match their environments, like in the ice where you obviously got eyesight Pokemon, Snowrunt, Glalie, Snover. Um yeah. And then you have like we volcano got area, beach. Yeah, exactly. So Feel I think that they that did a really been... good, they did a really good job at realizing the Pokemon and where the Pokemon would be placed. I mean, I'm not quite sure why there's a bunch of um, Machops and Machokes running around on the beach. I guess you're just getting their fitness on, you know, people like to take runs on the beach, whatever. You know, I
0: will say, I think I can actually <laughs> explain that one though, because if you go out to like Muscle Beach in California, mm-hmm. like that's one of like yeah. the most famous, like, you know, outdoor gyms, you know, ever. Okay. So that, I think that that's actually a little explainable. And that's a yeah. weird random fact that I know. I don't know how I know <laughs> that, but, but like, that's just like, that's actually like a thing. So I think that that's how you would explain that. Yeah.
2: But, but like I said, how would you explain an ice type such as the seal evolution. Well, being seals, well because
0: seals normally like, seals being on a beach is not like weird though. I don't think that's weird. No, it's what you'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think know. Awesome. I, don't I know. like
2: I, it would be better if you had like on the like snow peak beach. It would make Maybe. sense,
1: but if you played Ruby and Sapphire, um, on the more like waterfront area that's of where wind, would spawn that's where, that's where you were running the seals. Yeah, like, there true. was no ice or anything like that. So they kind of stuck with that that uh, that whole thing, but yes, um, I just I wish if you're going to do a game like this, fully commit to it. I I think a lot of my issues also come from the fact that before you get certain writable Pokemon, you can't go in certain areas, and it's so annoying until you eventually get a Pokemon called uh, spoiler Sneasler, who is the evolution of um, the new uh, Hisui form of Sneasel. Um, they introduced Year, which I think once you unlock that, then the open world is almost like nothing. You know, you can just run around everywhere. Um And then so obviously...
2: More like, new form.
1: Yeah, I actually think that was really cool. I mean, obviously, to fly. That's your glider, because every open world game needs a glider.
2: <laughs> Pokemon um, Breath of the Wild Pokemon. They tried. They tried. <laughs> water, transportation. Yeah. But, like, I mean, even if they, I would
1: not have minded if they wanted to add a stamina bar. If I could climb up, like you know, I can on Breath of the Wild. If I want to climb up to something, I can do that. But you know, at least they eventually introduced that Pokemon that you can do that. So okay, but um, I'll that, just really leave around funny. that. Yeah,
2: this game still feels like it has a stamina bar without giving us a stamina <laughs> bar. <It's laughs> it really does. Pokemon game yeah. we ever had. You get the running shoes. Or the roller rollerblades for the one yeah. weird occasion we got them, and that's you wise. could yeah. run nonstop. There was no breath t- period. There was no time to stop and catch your breath. You could nonstop run. Heck, sword and shield, you could still do that. It wasn't a fast run, but it was still a run. The only thing that's stopping me from
1: catching my breath is when an alpha Pokemon sees me. I'm running. <laughs> but like that's the thing,
2: this game still feels like it has a stamina bar where yeah. you have to take your breath and even still we get the lovely dark souls feel of once you lose breath, <laughs> if you want to move around a lot just roll yeah, yeah. i would roll. like
0: to point out that rusty was not the one that mentioned from software this time around so if that was on <laughs> oh, your bingo God, if that was Shut on your bingo card you don't get to use that suckers <laughs> <laughs> so anyways uh i i think that I think that a lot of what we've talked about there, I think that a lot, we agree on a lot of that. You know, a lot of those issues are, I think, pretty standard fare for what people have experienced playing this game. I will say, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about this feels, most terrifying experience I've had at this point, <laughs> running into that fucking Alpha walren on the because <laughs> that, that dude, he one-shot my entire party. <laughs>
1: If you go a little bit further to the left, you can find an alpha uh, artillery. That's and I
0: was fine. just,
2: I was just like, This well, this is miserable. This sucks. Um No, what really scared me about the Alpha was literally I see a giant Snorlax, I'm like, Oh, I want it. And yeah. it just gives you that evil look, and then yeah. all of a sudden it just starts charging. You're like, What does it do? Oh, I know what it's doing. Oh, I gotta go. And it literally that was <laughs> the next thing I know is hyper beam straight to my face <laughs> hyper beam. And i was like oh my god
0: i think the funniest moment i've had and matt was in uh, i think he was at a party with me for this <laughs> was when i caught my alpha rapidash the first time it attacked it used hyper beam and i was like oh so for the first time ever rapidash <laughs> knows hyper beam great <laughs> just one shots my first two pokemon i'm like great hyper beam out of nowhere had no idea you could learn that move cool thanks pokemon so i think that i think that that's you know i think there are a lot of flaws in this game but let's get on a more positive note and let's talk some of the strengths because you know we mentioned our first impressions earlier and there were a lot of things that we liked you know thacker you mentioned the evolution and and the move library and all that uh, Matt, you've mentioned how Pokemon react to you in the in the wild. I love the catching yep. mechanics. Yeah, I feel like there's strengths here, and that there's a good game, to, and potentially, again, a great game, to be appreciated here. It's just got to fix a couple things. That's yeah. my thing, is that at this point in time, if this game, again, it had a couple months maybe to just you know be be kind of, you know, polished up a little bit. I think we'd be talking about this as what it was advertised as, the next big step yeah. forward for Pokemon. Right now for me, it feels like more of a couple small steps forward instead of that big leap. That's where yeah. I come down on that right now. True. Um, Very true. Let's talk biggest positives though. What, what what's the biggest positive in the game, Matt, for you? I think that this new concept of adding
1: something like a boss fight is kind of cool um when they introduce noble pokemon which majority of them are these new evolutions from um previous gens like the first one you encounter is cleavor like i kind of dig that whole thing like i know it might not be for everybody but it adds some some of them are difficult like a lot of the i i think one of my pauses about this game is it doesn't feel like it's too easy like, mm. it doesn't feel like I'm just going to be able to breeze through a lot of these. Like, especially for people who want to catch all the Pokemon. Like, you know, to in order for you to actually meet Arceus and battle him and catch him, you have to fill out the Pokedex. So it does add a bit of a challenge with that. And I think the introduction with as far as filling out your Pokedex is it's not just simple as catching that Pokemon one time and then if you run into it again, you just run. Like, you have what is called... um Research and you—it actually has like little check boxes where you can do specific things, like use certain moves, um, catch a certain number, defeat a certain number, um, catch it without yeah. being noticed. Um, I actually, I actually like the fact that the Pokemon in the wild just don't feel like a one-time thing. Like you can't just encounter it, catch it one time, and be done with it. Like I think that that whole thing really adds to the depth of catching Pokemon.
0: So, you had me all the way up until you said that the game wasn't easy.
1: Really? Um, okay, yeah.
0: And I won't say that the entire game is easy. I think the boss fights are... Well, I think that it's a, fre- a breath of fresh air to have boss fights.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's more so what I was getting I at. I think the boss fights, outside of Electrode for me, the boss fights are kind of a joke. That's what you so get Like, I, I just... I don't... I, I don't think they're that hard. And that's the thing. is I don't think there's much of a challenge when most of it is dodge attack, spam healing, or, you know, the bombs at them. You know, spam that. Yeah, Eventually yeah. they stagger and you battle them. And I just... I Even Electrode, I mean, I, he, only, he only, you know, knocked me out once. So yeah. it's... I, I don't think the boss fights are that hard. I think that... It's a breath of fresh air, and that's a positive. Yeah. Is that yeah. it's certainly different from gems, but I will say I wish that there had been a little bit more diversity as far as what yeah. you had to do in each fight, or you know, items you had to use that's in cool. each fight. Yeah, yeah. It feels like the only difference really is okay, what type advantage do I need to go into this with? Right. Um,
1: I will touch on one more thing as far as the difficulty goes. I have never had my whole party get wiped out as many times in this game as I have any other Pokemon game. <laughs> like, constantly getting my team wiped out, which, not used to that. And I'll say which, this, which because I've, part I've, I've part noticed there. that,
0: too. I've noticed that, too, and Sorry, I want to say part. this. It almost feels like your Pokemon are glass cannons. They really are. It feels yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they deal a lot of damage, but they also take a lot. And uh, one thing you mentioned, Matt, was every alpha Pokemon seemingly knowing double Edge yes yes or yes. hyper beam, or, or, or hyper beam. A, a ton of them know hyper beam like at least with parasect it made sense because i knew that parasect could learn that move
1: Double Edge is more of a pain because if you're actually trying to catch these alpha pokemon you know obviously you're going to want to weaken them well they're just going to double edge themselves and then that's it
0: you oh dude cyther my, my alpha <laughs> cypher my alpha cypher that i evolved into cleavor he he used some move that poisoned himself Oh my God! And so, by the time by the time in the fight that the poison took effect, I only had one shot to catch him, and, I, and he jumped out. And I was like, "Well, Man. this this blows." I'm not a fan of that, but I will say that the boss fights are are interesting, and they they add a new wrinkle. Um, not quite to the level of maybe other game franchises out there that have boss fights, but I think that oh. I think that there's there's something there. There's a base there, and that's. You know, at least going forward, they know that... I think a lot of people liked the boss fights, so I think they know they have something good moving forward. Thacker, uh, biggest positive on your end?
2: Oh, man. I've actually got a couple on this point. So, biggest thing is I love the Easter eggs in this. It just brings all of Pokemon past into this game. For instance, if you're wanting Manaphy or Fionn, You literally have to have played Diamond and Pearl to be able to do it. Because the research for it, or the research task, I should say, is Legends of the Sea. And they have no inklings or anything for that within Arceus. So with that, you actually have to have gone to the library in Diamond and Pearl, read the book on it, found out what you need, and be able to get those two Pokemon. It was a beautiful homage to it. And I probably just butchered the ever-loving fuck out of that word. Um, But with that, the Easter eggs are beautiful with it. On top of that, one really nice thing is, and you guys touched up on it some, the gym battles not being there was beautiful on the simple fact of we did not have to worry about hey, I have to go defeat Brock to be able to have level 20 Pokemon. No, now it's I have to do X amount of research and get my first star with uh yeah. Galactic Galactic Galac- Team Galaxy, yeah. <laughs> Galactic, right? So it was one of those where once you get to and, and I've kind of seen this, once you get to about five, six stars. You're able to just catch anything, and it listened to you. Yeah. And it was nice to be able to do that versus having to go through these tedious gym battles. And, heck, on the battles, it's nice not to have to worry about random NPC having a Mm -hmm. full six-person or six-Pokémon team. Or an
1: NPC with uh, six magic carp in a row—that's always fun.
2: That's my favorite <laughs> you, part of the game. You leave my magic carp alone because he turns into a God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that might be my next tattoo: is magic carp. I will what? be God. <laughs> oh, but we all will
1: miss Trainer Joey in his shorts because they're so comfy. No, no, I, think that's I don't miss him. You. Him
0: and his ratata or whatever. I don't miss that. It's Rattata
1: yeah. I don't, I don't miss <laughs> that.
0: I don't miss that even for a second. You know, he he can he can go to hell.
2: So for real. But, but but I mean, with that, yeah, it's just the positives on this do outweigh the flaws, the negatives, whatever you want to call it. Because Game Freak, even though yes, they should have taken a little bit more time and finally given us voice acting. um they still did really well with yep. you know what they gave us. I it's agree. still fun. It's still a fun, fun game.
0: I think so that much. that I think that leaves us with a question then. So how, how ultimately, mm-hmm. and and you can think about your answers. I'll give mine first. You guys have time to kind okay. of think about yours. How do we think this best changed the Pokemon formula? Because or how oh, does this Lord. how does this transform the formula moving forward? Because what I've said. The thing I think I loved most in this game was the mission structure. I like that it was actually yeah, yeah. structured like an open-world game, but it felt like they didn't go all in on that. I would love going forward. I hope if there's anything that's changed, I hope, and I really mean that I hope that they do this, I hope they take more risks. And what I mean by that is, maybe instead of turn-based combat, and I've, I've used this example a couple times, yeah. I, I, I would love to see... Maybe a a freeform combat or a, a Final Fantasy 15 style combat where you throw your Pokemon out. You've got button commands for their attacks, and as the trainer, you can throw berries to distract the wild Pokemon. You know, you can yeah. throw other items yeah. that are useful in that scenario. If you need to heal your Pokemon, you, you can. You know, or even
2: just more real time fighting.
0: I, I, yeah, like I feel like there's, I feel like there's a reason why you can move around in fights on this game. It almost feels like they yeah. were experimenting to see how much people would do that. I would like to see the turn base more or less, let's overhaul that. Let's overhaul the combat system. Let's try something completely new. Yes, it's Basically, risky.
2: It's risky as hell. It is very, or, or very even, risky. Or even do what Final Fantasy VII Remake did. Give yeah. you the option. Exactly. Like you could keep the turn by Ace if you like that style, or you can try it new and have more real-time.
0: I, I think that if you were if they were to overhaul and do a completely new combat system honest to god I think that would win a lot of people over I know it's risky but if you do it the right way that's massive reward it's high risk high yeah. reward there so that's kind of where I'm at as far as evolution of gameplay uh Thacker what what, what do you think how does this best change up the Pokemon formula moving forward
2: oh lord you, you definitely got me off guard with this one yeah um, <laughs> Oh, man, honestly, this one brings a lot more to it. Like, it no longer feels like the constant level grinding, and it feels like it's more so grinding to find out more about Pokemon. And if we could get more of that and see more of that, it would be beautiful, even with a new yeah. region, which is supposedly un uh, undocumented. It brings that, but also... As Pokemon has done every time, they have given us a new kind of mechanic, being the Mega Forms or the Dynamax Forms, or now the Alpha Forms. I would like to see more of, say, we get the next Pokemon game. I would love for us to see, like, just an Easter egg of, like, an Alpha Pokemon, whether it just be as simple as my boy Dunsparce. But. at the same time or actually let me rephrase that (laughs) my boy sableye since i got the tattoo of it um but i would love to just see an like an easter egg of an alpha pokemon it's one of those where this game brings so much to the future of pokemon whether it be we get more of a breath of the wild feel and they did really well with the open world here for that is it opened the door up for Breath of the Wild Pokemon. We got the good stepping stone of where we are now with the Monster Hunter version of Pokemon, but we could go further with that. We can take that risk and actually get a full open world where instead of just having to go down a path like we have been getting or having to go back to home base to pick a new location, we could get that full open world yeah and it's just it's a beautiful concept it's gonna be high risk because for the diehard pokemon fans it's gonna be like i don't know how i feel about this in the beginning but i feel like if game freak takes their time they could honestly blow out even more competition that they have with nintendo games bringing in more open worldness to it
0: matt what about you I'll say this, what this game
1: does and what I want to see for in the future Pokemon games is this game has so many things to do. Um, The post-game content, Pokemon falls very flat when it comes to beating the main story and having nothing to do afterwards except complete your Pokedex. Do this. This game does that as far as like encountering legendaries that you don't get to really encounter during the main quest. Um, And then on top of that, I love the introduction of requests. Uh, some of them are really nice. Some of them are very tedious, but it's still it's still something new that we haven't really yet seen in post. Because I'm probably sitting on like 50 or 60 requests right now. Um, and then the introduction of collecting things like I really like that. Uh, they have one where you know it might not be for everybody, but you get to capture all the unknown and they're in just random locations. You might spot one. Um, there are uh, instant catches, so just throw a focal ball at it and you got it. They uh, also have uh, these Wisps that lead to, if anyone knows who Spirit Tomb is, that you can complete that so. quest. Right. Yeah, I would hope so too, that you can complete that request. Um, on top of that, I think the crafting is also something I really love seeing. Now, I don't want my bag to be limited. I don't want to spend all my money trying to upgrade my bag. That's another yeah. Game. My complaints on this game is the fact that on an open world game, you're going to collect a lot of stuff because you want to craft. The crafting is cool, like there's you know cutting berries, um, getting certain reels to make the pokeballs with, which I think that's really cool, is that you can craft your own pokeballs. Um, but it just falls under the problem, the problem that you are so limited on how much you can carry. I'm constantly having to drop stuff because I'm finding something new, or I'm finding a quest-related item. Um, but just the fact that they finally made this game so much more than just the campaign is what I want to see going forward with this series.
0: Yeah, I think that ultimately with Pokemon Legends Arceus, I think that there's a lot of positives and there's a lot of good things happening in this game. There are flaws. I think if they correct them, this is a great game. That's where I'm at with it. I, You know, we... we You know, we talked last week with me and Thacker recorded Rainbow Six Extraction about where that game might land, you know, later on down the line as far as top 10. And it's, you know, we're in February. It's way too early to to plan out or to look ahead and see where this might land. Um, But I think this is a quality, quality game that if you love Pokemon, I think that this is going to be a fresh, fresh, a a big breath of fresh air for anybody who wants to play a, a Pokemon game. This is a breath of fresh air. It's definitely different enough from the main main line of games that it's worth checking out, and there's plenty to do. So I think that it's a quality game. Hopefully it lays the groundwork for the next game we get and they go a little bit more all-in on that. But that is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow me, Kyle, and or me, Matt, and Thacker while we're here. Kyle runs the side mission Twitter. We don't trust him if <laughs> to run his own, so that's pretty fair. Uh, but that's gonna do it for us. Alex Thacker, Matt Beck, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thanks for listening.